0: Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get in today's scripture. I read a statement this week that went something like this. It said, we don't lead to maintain, but to multiply. I read that in the distinctives of a church that we attended uh, this past week, and it really resonated with me because that's something I believed for a long time. It's something that I've preached and I've taught for a long time is that we should be about multiplying ourselves. Not only uh, if you're a believer, not only as believers should we multiply ourselves, but even in our work, even in our our, our business relationships, we should be about multiplying ourselves because that's what great leaders do. Great leaders multiply themselves. They teach others what they already know and they bring others up to their level. And then that that begins to free you up to do more things that, that you really want to do. If you seem to be stuck, sometimes I, people tell me that they're stuck in in their job or in their uh, relationships or in their life or in their church or any of those things. They feel, they feel stuck in certain areas. And I've had people tell me, you know, I really feel stuck in the job that I'm in. I'm not growing. I'm not, uh, I'm not moving up. I'm not, I'm I'm just kind of stagnant. And my first question to them would be this, are you multiplying yourself? Because if you're planning to move up in an organization, if you're planning to to be uh, promoted or something like that, somebody's going to have to fill your spot. And the best way for you to get promoted in a particular company or an organization or anything like that, you want to have people that are going to come in and fill your spot. Because if you don't have people that can fill your spot, they're probably not going to move you out of your position so you should be taking people under your wing people that are coming in under you people that are around you that 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 you can that you can say when it's time for you to be promoted or when you go and ask for a promotion or you want to move up to the next level you can say hey these are three people that i have personally groomed to take over my position when i move up that is what will excite your employer that is what will excite people around you. That's what will excite people above you that have charge over your growth and and your uh, your ability to be promoted and move up in an organization. We should be about growing ourselves, not maintaining, but multiplication. We don't need to be about maintaining. We need to be about multiplication, and. I have a scripture that goes along with that. Something that uh, one of my favorite scriptures, one that that I that I love to preach, I love to teach, and I love to read because it really, like I said, this idea really resonates with me. Because most of the the studying I've done over the years has been in discipleship, and when I moved from, I say when I moved from the ministry world to the uh, to the business world, that was. I don't see a dichotomy there. I see I'm in ministry, but I'm in a different type of ministry at this point. And so most of the research that I've done in discipleship and how Jesus discipled people and how uh, other people disciple people and how they moved them along and and gave them uh, things to do and, and took them from where they were to where they wanted them to be. Most of that research that I've done and that studying that I've done was a direct correlation to how we can do it in the business world. And we we can take people where they are, wherever they are. They don't have to know anything. And when I'm doing interviews for our job, for our restaurant now, what I tell people is, and I ask them, what kind of experience do you have? And they a lot of these are 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, and they don't have any experience. And they they kind of they kind of think that's a bad thing. Uh, They think it's a bad thing that they don't have a lot of experience already. And I tell them, I said, one of the good things about having no experience is that I can bring you in and train you to do what I want you to do without any outside interference from any other jobs. And so not having experience is not a negative when they interview with me. And so we want to be about multiplying ourselves and if you can have somebody come in they have no experience whatsoever you can train them to do what you do so that when you get moved up you have somebody that can come in and fill your spot and you know they're going to do it the way you did it because you trained them to do it that way i had a professor in in seminary that when we were really close and uh, he was kind of my mentor and and um when he would introduce me to people, he would say, well, you know, I taught Joel everything he knows. And then he would qualify that by saying, but not everything I know. And it was funny. Uh, I know it was kind of a joke, but kind of serious. But when, as I think about that, I don't want to be that person. When I train somebody and when I in uh, instill what knowledge I have into somebody else. I want to give them everything that I have. Because when I move out of a, of a position, I want them to move into that position with the knowledge that they need to do it well. Because I don't want to have to come back and do that job again. I don't want to have to come back and say, you know, this person wasn't trained correctly. This is the way we should do that. Because if I've trained them and I've shown them the way that I want it done, then I know they're going to do it the same way that I did it and they're going to do it correctly. So as we're thinking about that, I want us to turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Timothy was uh, Paul's disciple. He literally taught Timothy everything he knew and literally <laughs> gave him positions in ministry and encouraged him in ministry and allowed him to, to use those things that he had taught him how to do in ministry. And so he's writing these letters to his son, to his son in the faith, Timothy, and, and he's sharing this these encouraging words with him. And we get to Second Timothy, the second letter he wrote, wrote to Timothy in chapter 2, And he says in verse one, he says, you, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And he goes on in verse two. And he says, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. Now, Paul's saying, this is what I've taught you. And you remember what I've taught you. And you remember what I've told you to do and how I've taught you to do these things. And he said, I'm reminding you of these things that we've talked about and that we've done and that I've seen you do. And you begin to practice these things. You, you All of these things that I've taught you in the presence of many witnesses. You remember those things, Timothy, because those are the things that you're doing now. This is what I want you to do with that information. He goes on in the last part of verse 2. He says, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men. Now, this is the first level. uh, Actually, from Paul to Timothy to the faithful men, this is the third level of discipleship. Paul takes his knowledge. He gives it to Timothy. Timothy takes the same knowledge and gives it to the faithful men that Paul talks about in in verse 2. And this is the essence of discipleship. This is the essence of discipleship leadership this is the essence of multiplying yourself this is the essence of hey this is these are the things that i know i am an expert and i'm using my air quotes but i'm the expert in this field i'm the expert in this position so i'm going to give them everything that i know so that they can be successful we want to set those people that are coming up behind us we want to set them up for success And so we need to give them all the information, everything that we know, we need to give them that information so that when we move up and move out, they can move in and they're going to be set up for success and they're going to be well, do well, and that looks good on them and that looks good on you. So Paul says, these are the things that I've taught you in the presence of many witnesses. Now you take those things and entrust them to faithful men. Or faithful people, people that are going to come behind you, you give this information to them and they're going to come behind you and they're going to do the job well because you're passing along the same information that I gave to you. But it doesn't stop there. Paul says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. It's a never-ending cycle of discipleship. It's a never-ending cycle of leadership. It's a never-ending cycle of, hey, I'm passing down this information to other people so that when I move up and I move out and I go on to other things, they can come in and do those things and do them well. I call it a lot of times, what I call it is working yourself out of a job. Now, that can be scary to a lot of people. Uh, if you're if you're uncomfortable with that term, <laughs> you're going to have a hard time in leadership. If you're uncomfortable with the term working your yourself out of a job, you're going to have a hard time in leadership because you're never going to be able to release yourself to do other things because you're constantly having to go back and do the things that you've already done. And if we're taking this information here, to heart. And if we're taking this information and we're passing it down to others, who in turn pass it down to others, who in turn pass it down to others, then you can move on to other things. You don't have to be afraid about working yourself out of a job because there are always things, other things for you to do. I am in my position right now. I am as high up as I can go. There are no more promotions for me unless something else happens and we get a second restaurant and I'm over to then, then maybe, you know, but there really are no other promotions for me. But I still want to reproduce myself. I still want to, um I still want to reproduce myself and give this information that I have to other people so that they can come along and do this job well. And that frees me up to do other things that I want to do. There are so many things left untapped in the job that I have, that if I'm not reproducing myself, I'll never get to do those things. Working yourself out of a job is not a scary thing. It's an empowering thing because you bring other people in to do what you're currently doing, and that frees you up to do other things. It frees you up to expand your knowledge. It frees you up to uh, to grow yourself And to begin doing those things that you really, 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 really want to do. It gives you opportunity to move up. And as a a leader who who looks for people to promote, that's one of the things I look for. How many people are you bringing in behind you to take over when we move you up? Because if you haven't brought people in to, to fill your position, I can't move you to another position. It's on you to bring somebody in to fill your position so you can move on to something greater. It's a multiplication. It's it's not maintaining the status quo. It's multiplying ourselves, working ourselves out of our current job so that we can find ourselves doing something else. So we can find ourselves In other things that we like to do. Growing ourselves. Expanding ourselves. And in turn. Growing others. That is the essence. Of leadership. The essence of discipleship. The essence of teaching. The essence of training. The essence of me wanting to move up. And do something else. Brings with it. The idea of me bringing someone else along. To do what I currently do. You see, it's not a scary thought. It's an empowering thought. Because we we need people that don't just want to maintain. We need people that want to multiply. And I pray that's you. I want that to be you. In your job this week, begin looking around. Begin looking around for people. Just say in your mind, if I were to get a promotion, and maybe you're not up for a promotion yet, but you could be. If I were to get a promotion today, who would I want sitting in my chair? Who would I want doing what I do? And then you go and you get those that person or those people, and you start training them up. You start giving them all the information you have. Everything that you know what, how to do. So when, it's come, when it comes time for promotion time and they're looking for people to promote, you can say, hey, I've already trained these people to do what I do. I want to do what you do. And we continue that multiplication factor and they'll turn around, they'll see what you poured into them and they'll turn around and start pouring into others. And then our work culture becomes a culture of fun. Because everybody gets in on the act, everybody has a place, everybody understands that it's incumbent upon me to build my future, not on anybody else. It's incumbent upon me and I'm going to make sure that when I move up and move out, I bring somebody incompetent to do my job because I've trained them and I've given them all the knowledge that I have and set them up for success. We don't want people. We don't lead to maintain. We lead to multiply. We'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Learning Podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.